How's it going, everyone? Happy Wednesday dreams, and thank you once again for joining us for another episode of the Downtown Gaming Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Sam Aglini, and join me across the airwaves, the one and only Chris Horswell. Chris, how you going? Hello there. How are you? How's it going? I'm good. I'm good. I've fucked it up, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> terrible impression. Yeah. Terrible. I'm so excited to see how that went. <laughs> uh, we'll, no, we'll use it. We'll use it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. For the more savvy of you listeners out there, you might have realised that it's actually me, Chris, hosting today. Hey. And joining me is Dan Chartangwella. Hello. I'm going to try and play as Chris Horswell as best I can here, but we'll we'll uh, we'll go with we'll go with the flow. See what happens. Yeah, it's going to be a tricky one because we're both going to be playing the loose wild card approach. Now, who knows where <laughs> this is going to go? You know, prepare for a journey, everyone. <laughs> it's going to be a it's going to be a fun ride. Uh, Sam is on assignment this week, so hopefully he's joining again next week. If you miss him, send him your comments, questions. If you think you're better without him, definitely send those through as well. You know, gonna... <laughs> oh, it's going to be the busiest inbox you've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you hate everything we're doing right now please email contact at downtime gaming <laughs> so, so we know never to do this again <laughs> uh, but dan mate dan how's it going man yeah it's not going too bad not going too bad it has been a blistering day today so whilst i'm very hot at the moment it's been all right it's been all right i mean I, like i know it's traditional as podcasts talk about the weather but this, this has just been a bit ridiculous, hasn't it, the last couple yeah. of days? Yeah. Hottest day of the year by far. Like, literally, I'm glad we're not doing this on video today because I am not wearing anything. <laughs> no, there's a reason I set up as audio only. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you didn't need to see this zebra-crossing sunburnt chest. Nobody, nobody wants that. <laughs> yeah, amateur mistake, yeah. I made the mistake of going out yesterday with no sun cream on. Bad mistake. Oh, but it was, you but fool, yeah. man, you fool. Because I went to uh, the Whitstable... No, Whitstable. I went to the bubble on a Sunday because they were doing that like big garage sale event thing. Yeah, yeah. There's so like, many. Oh, don't. It was so mediocre, but it was just nice to wander around for a little while. And I even got myself an oyster on the beach, man. Did you? No, nice. Not only the local oysters that I've got, like the Margate sewage in them at the moment. You know, like like a like a oyster from further afield. Yeah, just <laughs> sitting there with like pot of cockles and an oyster on Whitstable Beach. I was like, man, the nostalgia right now was absolutely right. I had a great day. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I spent the day in Whitstable as well. We didn't cross paths. How bizarre! Oh, were you in a pub by half eleven? Because uh, me and Stuart might have definitely been in a pub by half eleven. Oh no, no. I, well, I was in Herne Bay at half eleven having breakfast in a pub, but okay, nice, nice. <laughs> we worked our way across the Whitstable as the day went on. Mm. Ah, see, we must have missed each other in transit because I started and we just worked my way back. Yeah. <laughs> we crossed paths somewhere. We just didn't see each other. Wasn't there a special event over the weekend then? <laughs> Oh, I don't know. Some some people were saying like, I kept getting so many messages saying like "Happy Birthday." I don't I, I don't I don't understand though. Yeah, it's a bit unusual, man. You know. Yeah, yeah it was a hundred percent my birthday <laughs> <laughs> on Sunday. In fact, yeah. So yeah, that's why I was out in Whitstable, just uh, just letting the sun beam down on me. So Whitstable is hard to find um, like shade. <laughs> yeah, especially it's if funny. how many Londoners were down as well. It was a yeah, oh, yeah, busy. busy day for tourism. Yeah, uh-huh. And it's mm-hmm. funny you mentioned about the um, the yard sale thing because I was walking down and I was just like, "Why is everyone doing like a garden sale today? What's going on here?" Now we know there's some sort of 
gardening event going on. Apparently, it's an annual event where they basically just do like an annual garage sale. And I'm like, well, there was a lot of tosh all over the place because you just sell it on Facebook Marketplace in this day and age, you know. So, yeah, <laughs> to people, I did have a little look at some of them, and uh, yeah, unless you like China, <laughs> it wasn't the best. Yeah, not for me, not for me. I did see a pool table, and I was just like, hmm, can I get that back to Bedfordshire in my car uh, and uh, also have space for it? It's like, obviously fucking not, so I didn't buy it. And I was like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I, I'm, I'm glad I don't impulse buy as much anymore, because I definitely would have had it. <laughs> oh, see, I was just having board games, man. The whole day. I was hunting board games. <laughs> That's all I do with these sort of places, like charity shops. I'm just looking to get myself a decent deal, because you now I can't. Can't say yeah. no to a deal. And most people don't know the value yet. So if you're lucky, you'll find them just sitting there for like pound, two pound, and you're like, ah, oh, that hasn't been printed in 10 years. And it's actually worth <laughs> a fuckload. And you know, yeah, isn't you that? Don't say that though. Don't say that. Take it, put it on eBay or wherever you like to sell them. And then uh-huh. when they see it on eBay, they go, like, excuse me. <laughs> just sit there and look at the game and be like, oh, I think this would be a really good game for my kids. What do you think? Buy it, buy it, buy it. <laughs> <laughs> your label says £2. Is that right? In your head, you're like, and oh, this goes for like 500 <laughs> <laughs> I didn't find any deals. It's very rare that happens to me these days. Like, I do like to go to a boot fair and like look out for that stuff, but people are getting savvy these days. Exactly, exactly. Nobody wants to work anymore. You make money just selling stuff and buying stuff. Yeah, that's that right. Yeah, I suppose as this is a, a, a podcast about video games, I should say on Sunday it was the Pokemon Go uh, Go Fest 2021. That's why I was out in Whitstable doing laps of Whitstable, like catching all the legendaries oh. and stuff that they had. So yeah, it was uh, an exhausting day, and that's the only time you ever hear me mention a gym is when it's to do with Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they change it recently where they shrunk the radius from gyms and Pokestops? Uh, I mean, they increased it when people. COVID started. Yeah, they doubled it when COVID first happened. I don't know whether that... Uh, I think they have shrunk it back down Apparently to its normal size now. Apparently they've recently and a load of people kicking off from the Pokemon Go subreddit. Yeah, but they, I mean, like the only reason it was put up is because people weren't allowed out. So, you know, stop kicking off people. Get out your front door. <laughs> that's, that's how this works. If you're yeah. given free stuff and somebody takes free stuff away, you don't suddenly go, well, I'm glad I had it for a while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> how dare you take this free thing away? <laughs> Like we get, I mean, that, that was given to us in courtesy. <laughs> I mean, let's be real here. Let's be real. Pokemon Go. Is it actually fun in any way? Or is it basically just like an excuse to walk? Uh, it's pretty much an excuse to just walk around. Like, I mean, it's after being, I've been playing it since it was released. So it's kind of a, now all I want to do, because I'm like a completionist kind of thing. It's just like, I just want to catch them all and fill out my Pokedex. And it's when you meet someone that you're like, can you just trade me that so I can put it in my Pokedex? And they're like, no, I want it. It's mine. I was like, but it's not doing anything. You can't do nothing with it in the game. And I know someone who might be listening to this knows exactly that I'm talking about them right now. Just give me the fucking hair across. <laughs> so I need to complete my Johto decks and she's, she's keeping it from me. <laughs> well, if they didn't know who it was, when you gentled them, that might have narrowed it down even further. Oh, they listened to it. <laughs> I'm going to message it to them. Mate. Make sure you listen to this because I will talk about you. <laughs> what are we, eight minutes into it? <laughs> it's, it's not slander. If you know what's happening, you know, that's fine. <laughs> Oh, oh, well, do you, should we, should we get to it? Should we get to the news? There's news? You, you mean there's a script? Okay, let's go. Yes, each week <laughs> I'll be collecting some news stories I found interesting, I think we want to talk about. So, Dan, I haven't shared these with you yet, so <laughs> let's get some hot, fresh opinions, crystals will style. Yeah. So first things first, mate, uh, did you hear about the Steam Deck? 
I have heard about the Steam Deck. Yeah, the I mean, brand I new piece wanna... of kit coming out by Valve, which is basically just a Nintendo Switch meets a portable computer. A PC, yeah. you almost might call it. You know? yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, 100%. And, uh, and shock, shock horror, in my opinion, Definitely just muted my mic. Totally not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look, I, I, I'm not a big PC person, so I, I know this product's not for me. So I was going to ask you a few questions down the line. But for the yeah. listeners who might not have seen this yet, essentially, as they have Valve have decided that they want to get into the handheld market, which makes sense considering the mobile market's doing great. Nintendo Switch is still selling bucket loads of models, even if they've released like sub upgrades or side grades. And this essentially is using the Linux system, so it has like a Steam operating system built into it. And it is just a computer. You know, you could use it for web browsing, you can use it for internet, you can use it for porn, because if it can access the internet, people will I mean, use it for that. Yeah, exactly. And you can use it to play your entire Steam library, barring some games, which such as Apex Legends, which cannot be played in it due to the way that the cheating software, or anti-cheating software, I should say, is built on Steam. And the handheld doesn't have all of those access and permissions set up just yet. So it's, uh, it's still a little bit early, and there's still some things they're trying to iron out for the release date, because it is apparently releasing in 2021 in the UK, Canada, and the US, and yeah. 2022 for the rest of the world. So yeah. from official announcement to release date, I mean, it's not, it's not far off. Nope. And uh, I'll talk about the pricing structure in a minute, but it's also just to add on to what you've said already, you can also dock it so you can pull it onto a TV or whatever. So basically it's like a mini computer. Yeah. But, um, uh, you get well, a 720p resolution by using it. Yeah, I mean, oh man, Nintendo Switch, the new Switch OLED did, is doing the same thing. Why are they still doing this? But anyway, I digress. I digress. Um, <laughs> let's, let's, also- let's, let's start on the fun stuff. Have you seen pictures of it, yeah? Yeah. How do you think it looks aesthetically? I don't like it. It's it's too <laughs> it's too clunky. The screen doesn't take up enough space. It's only a seven inch screen, and I feel like they could have easily got another inch, maybe a bit more than an inch on that thing. There's a lot of empty space, like where, where all the buttons are. Just, just use all the space you have. Mm-hmm. Although, I don't know why they've got seven inches because it cuts down the two on price as well. One either side of the screen is a bit odd, in my opinion. Yeah. And like having both analog sticks being that high up as well, I feel like that's uh, apparently I've tested this ergonomics wise. It's meant to feel quite comfortable to play for extended periods. I'll believe it when it's in my hands because it doesn't look like it's comfortable. Yeah, to be fair, it's only a pound and a half, so it's not it's not heavy. So should it should I can't imagine it being uncomfortable. But like you said, with the sticks at the top and then everything else below it, it's just um I can imagine, depending on the game, I suppose. Like if you're I mean, playing a fast-paced shooter, then that's gonna that's, your mm-hmm. phones are gonna be all over the place. Yeah. Or when you think about when you're playing the game and you're moving from like using your D-pad to select armor, items, armor, whatever, and then moving back to your analog stick, like yeah. the down motion is very natural for your thumb. This is now looking at left to right motion, and I don't know how comfortable that's gonna feel when you're swapping back and forth. So it's, I don't know, design-wise, I, oh, I can't see it being that comfortable. No. And isn't this a Steam? This isn't the first time Steam's done. Didn't they release something a few years ago? I think it was just a controller that you could connect to a TV screen. Yeah, they had the Steam controller. Yeah, and there seems to be a lot of similarities between. It's almost like the Steam controller might so be being a that with a screen. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. What are we looking at here? We're looking at uh, two to eight hours of battery life. 
which is a, not a lot, a really. Fifteen <laughs> eight hours. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I was reading. Apparently, if you cut it down, like make it so it's only playing at thirty frames a second at seven twenty p, then you'll probably get about six hours out of it. Otherwise, you're looking at about two hours. Which uh, this is targeted at people that go uh, like out or away a lot. I, that, that that's just frustrating. That you're going to be wired more often than not while playing this. Which comes to the question. You've kind of already alluded to your thoughts on this, but I'll ask anyway. Mm-hmm. Do you think there's a need for this for PC gamers and primarily people who play games on Steam? No, not not even close. There's there's a stat. Uh, uh, have you seen the specs? Like the specs are not that impressive, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Any of them 20, that you really want to poke holes at for 2021 standards? Well, you've got the you've got uh, man. It's the the, the the clock speed is just 1.6 gigahertz at max. It's just like well, come on, we got games that are like eight eight now. And this is 1.6. I know it's only 720p, so it doesn't need to be like 4K quality and all that stuff. So they could get away with that. But then you've got RAM, 16 gig. That's starting to push it at this point. Like most systems have 128 gig now. It's just, this, this seems like this was designed for like 2013, 2014 specs. This is like seven year old technology. But also, I did. I am reading, so I'm reading it right now. Apparently, you can basically uninstall everything it comes with and just install Windows on it and use it as a PC in your hand. Yeah, so that's which I thought was strange that you could do that because then yeah. is this like it's like my first thought when I saw this was that it's direct competition the Switch. I'm like, okay, fair enough. But then you start thinking about it more. It's like, well, is this more just competition with a laptop or like a Service Pro, for example, or like a high end iPad? No. This now feels like it's trying to cater more to that crowd than it is to the Switch crowd. I yeah, don't I really just, know who this is aimed at at the moment. Uh, yeah, exactly. Me neither. And I'm yet to speak to anyone that's like really hyped. If I, if a few people are like, yeah, I mean, I'm going to check it out. I'm not really expecting much, but no one's probably like, oh my God, I can't wait for this to come out. It's going to be so good. Like, there's no one that I've spoken to. And I, I, a lot of people I know are like gamers, uh, like hardcore gamers. So this is sort of up their alley if it was something that people would have wanted. But uh, no one, no one, like, it's weird. It's sort of, to me, it's come out of the blue, like how, like in the past week, how, like, uh, how much we're getting, like information wise. But I can't believe there's free, free versions of it either. Oh, and, the pricing model is a bit of an interesting one when you take into account. And all free versions. Storage, but you pay yeah. more for storage, nothing else. Since yeah. when, since when, <laughs> so I'm looking at the prices right now, it's in dollars. So you have to forgive me, I'm not sure on the conversions at the moment. But 64 gig is the base version, right? Most games now are about that, if not more. So, like, so Flight Simulator comes in at 100 gigs to play yeah. on the Xbox Series X. Yeah, so that's, yeah. that's already you're limiting the library there. They, they clearly don't want people to go for that one. That's just there for whatever. Because apparently the, the hard drive in that's like an old one as well. It's not very fast compared to the other two models. But they want to charge $130 more for an extra 200, just under 200 gig of date of space. That is a lot of money for not a much, not much of a, um, like capacity increase. You can put an SD card in there, but like when people now looking at SSDs and everything else that comes with it, is an SD card really going to cut it? Like I actually have the full pricing structure here, by the way, if you want me to run through it, I've got the price in uh, sterling as well. So the 64 gig steam deck, Coming in at 399 bucks, 349 pounds. So straight okay. back, base model, 349 quid for the storage that you'd get on an iPhone. So it's not, it's, you know, like, let's be honest here. Like, I know it's meant to be a loan model. You can put an SD card. I 
don't see that being a good price point. It just up seems like a bad n- idea to me that 64 gig is not enough these days. <laughs> the next one up, so coming in at $529, £459 for 256 gigs for your Steam Deck. And last but not least, for a half a terabyte Steam Deck, so 512 gigs, you're looking at 569 quid. Like so who, for half a terabyte space, you are looking at £569. So, you're, yeah, £549. Uh, how much did you say? £500 and... £569. You're now so looking at more than a Series X. You're looking at more than a PS5. This is a pretty substantial investment to get one that's got half a terabyte of space. Yeah, So and it's twice, it's twice the price for basically, essentially, an alternative Switch. And in some aspects, it's actually worse than a Switch. In some, if you want to hear the Switch prices just to really keep this game interesting. Yeah, go on in. So currently, ORP and Nintendo Switch, 280 quid for the original model, £309 for the OLED model that just announced, mm-hmm. and £200 for the Switch Lite. And what's the capacity on those? Oh, I don't have that to hand. Okay, don't. It's I'm a pretty sure the OLED one. Hand. Pretty sure the OLED one's about a half a gig, a half a terabyte as well. So. So yeah, that's just like what, like the pricing is way too much. But then I suppose, but you know, even like if I was to build this, this right now with all of these items, if I was to build a PC with similar like specs to this, it would probably cost, like I'm talking about a whole PC, it would probably cost about £500. So they're trying to charge more for the convenience of going portable that you can only do for two hours at a time. And this always comes back to my main point here. And this is where I can't see it. I was like, okay, you're much more of a PC gamer than I am. Your opinion is going to be more value than mine does. <laughs> but I just don't... I can't see when somebody plays PC, which, like, PC Master Race is a stereotype for a reason, you know. Yeah. You talk to anyone about PCs, and that's an investment. That's a labour of love. So yeah, gonna... are they really going to accept a subpar gaming system to play games that they can already play in a better capacity? I just... I, I can't see it. And then to compare it as well... Okay, so now you start comparing it to cloud gaming with Microsoft Game Pass. It's... Again, you're already getting the games for free via the subscription that can be played on a laptop or portable device. So you're now competing with that as well. Yeah. But that's now looking at a £10 a month, £11 a month fee with Mm -hmm. existing hardware that you own rather than dropping half a thousand pounds on a piece of hardware that isn't ever going to be as good as a PC that you could just choose to upgrade. It's, yeah, I can't, exactly. I can't I, I, someone, so the, the whole thing, the whole selling point is that you can have your entire Steam library if you like wherever you go. But people that are playing on PC are going to be keyboard and mouse, not controller. So, and they're going to be playing at like oh, 200 frames a second and, you know, before like 2K at least, like settings. Like I don't, I can't see this appealing to anyone who's a proper hardcore PC gamer. No, it's just... you only make the casual crowd. Yeah. And then you're trying to get the casual crowd in for 500 quid when the Switch, which has a much better casual library, which is going to be better optimized for a start because the games have been built for the Switch. And like, I, I know Sam's very anti Nintendo, and I think he's fair, and I agree with a lot of his criticisms. But like, I, yeah, can't they, they the, I can't see how this is better than I can't see how this is better than the Switch. Like, that's how I'm sitting right now. I don't, don't see the to... upsell. Yeah, so I'm not a fan of the Switch either, but if I had the option between the Switch and this, I would be taking the Switch all day long. Hmm. Just because these specs, like I said, these specs are like six, seven years old. So like, I'm going to get a better time out of a Switch, I reckon. Then, because even, it even says in this article I'm reading that you'll, you'll probably play most games at half of their recommended like settings. So who, who's, who wants that? You don't get a PC to play games at medium settings. You don't get like a two grand PC to play games at a medium settings. You certainly don't buy a $650 
device to play games at medium settings. <laughs> no, no. And it's like, like my laptop is a bad laptop. I've, I fully accept that. But that's 279 quid, and that's designed to be a streaming device, a podcast device with a couple games. Mm. So th- does this even come in at a good value prop for somebody who just wants it as a computer? And then, yeah, you can install Windows, you can do whatever you want with it. But most people, when they buy these little products, they aren't looking to do any work to it. They're buying, it's a convenience factor. It's the same reason a lot of people buy consoles. There's that like level of convenience that comes with it that increases the value to you as a person. And I, I just, like, if people have got opinions on this, please let us know, because I just can't. Yeah. Like, I'd love to hear somebody who can kind of sell it to me in a way which makes sense. But yeah, I just I, can't I was, see it at the moment. Yeah, I was reading this article earlier. I was, I, I, it's making me angry, Reader. I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm just like, why are they doing this? <laughs> why? so if there's someone out there that knows something about it that we don't know yeah please please let us know because i'm i'm not seeing it if it's there and and that's it isn't it like yes it could it could be something like i saw when they're doing comparisons in series s and the fact they're using this series s for the baseline comparison which is designed to be a weaker next gen console yeah one that's probably going to be phased out within the next couple of years <laughs> and the series s comes in stronger in nearly every category like i'm not going to go into details so people are interested honestly uh, look on Eurogamer.net and they've got a really good article comparing the Steam Deck to the Series S. And it just doesn't win in any of the specs. I think the only one that it wins on is like the memory itself. The memory is going to be based on software and games, while the Series S is specifically designed to deduce the memory and RAM for games. Mm-hmm. So it's like even then the number might be better, but it doesn't mean it's more optimized. I just I can't I can't see it. I can't see it. Yeah. I, I, I... I don't know. <laughs> like, no. I don't think that's out. This is the recently like all this kind of technology, like the what was the um, the Stadia, for example. It's, it's the same, pretty much the same thing. Said so you plug it into a TV, you can do that with this, but it just it doesn't work in my opinion. This system. But then I'm very much a love sitting like at a desk with my entire like thing in front of me, keyboard and mouse, playing games. Not not, not sitting on my bed or whatever with a, like a little handheld device in my hand. So, this is uh, like I said, it, not the target market. Yeah. That's the question. This is the bit I'm trying to understand. Is there actually a target market? Or is it just a case of like my circles and their circles with just I, not I think, included in that, you know? Yeah, so this is the thing. I think because pretty much all of our circles are like big, big gamers. So I, I think this is more to people that aren't like that. So I think, yeah, it's just it's just not targeted towards us. It's it's hard. I'm, I'm trying to find the words to explain, <laughs> explain but I can't. I can't find them. Why does it exist? If it's That's aimed at the mobile market and the Asian markets, which are pretty good for like mobile markets, then it's competing even more aggressively with the Switch. But then the Switch comes in cheaper or slightly worse specs. And it's like, well, again, Nintendo have got that library of games that you know people have played for their entire lives. Is, is it enough? Like, good luck to them, but I just don't see it. I don't yeah, see it. I'll be surprised if in a couple of years' time, we will still be hearing about it. That, that's my thoughts on it. 2023, well, I don't think I don't think we'll hear as much of it. Maybe one of those things that gets shelved. Well, luckily, we'll still be going for another year, so we get to hear our opinions a year from now and see. Yeah. This will be like, next, next week, Sam comes back and is like, you're both wrong. This is- <laughs> uh, I knew I should have left you two in charge. <laughs> It's like, damn, this assignment taking up my time. <laughs> uh, have you got anything else you want to say about it before we move on? No, nah, it's just the, the pricing compared to storage. Like, the only pricing difference is the storage, and the storage increase you get from the price increase 
those two don't scale as they should. So I reckon if you are going to buy one, get the cheapest one and get an SD card. That's probably your best bit. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Right. In that case, we are going to move on to a bit of board game news. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. dun, dun. <laughs> and this might not be uh, Dan's uh, forte. So, uh, no, this is all you. If I do have an opinion, I'll jump in. But this is going to be all Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to force a hot take from you regardless. I like playing yeah. board games, but I, I have no idea like what's coming out. The, 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 what's, re- what's current? I don't really have any idea. So hit me and I'll be like, oh, I actually know this. <laughs> it's a good reason you said what is current. Uh, the Spiel de Jaros and Kinnis Spiel de Jaros have announced the winners for 2021. So Ooh. if you want to talk absolute current games, we have got the winner of the Spiel de Jaros, which is... So before you go on, what, what is what is the uh, Spiel de Jaros? All right. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we spoke about it in an early episode. I had faith in you, Daniel. <laughs> okay, for those who might have missed the episode, or for people who are not aware of Spiel de Jars, so the Spiel de Jars and Kinder Spiel de Jars is essentially Germany's game of the year. Oh, yeah. But it's that. almost <laughs> taken as like the global game of the year just because of the history with the Spiel de Jars. A lot of the games nominated have gone on to great success. Like a lot of the publishers and designers have carried on making games that are well received. So, you know, like it is really a time for the community to see what is what is hot from the year and things to kind of look out for, or certain like play styles and what's hot, what's not. So you had like the Builder Jars, which is almost like your your family level, your lightweight sort of board games, and that's the game of the year from there. And then the Kenneth Builder Jaris, which is your complex games. So almost like your more strategic games or more tactical games. Okay. So like some games that want to build a Jaris, the games like Camel Up, uh, I believe uh, Azul, Carcassonne, Ticket to Ride Europe. Like I'll have to be fact-checked on some of those, but there's been some really renowned gateway games that have gone and won to build a Jaris. It's mm-hmm. a big honour. It's a big honour. And it's a really big achievement as well for the guys who actually get nominated for it, as well as the people who win. Oh, so nice. The winner this year. So is the whole world like eligible? Oh yeah, yeah. It doesn't have to be German games. Nice. It's literally just uh, just like because Germany is such a hotspot for games. Like you have Essen board game convention, which I was going to mention coming up because that's coming up in a few months. Okay. And Essen's scene is almost like a board game mecca. You know, it's uh, one of those conventions which, like me as a board game nerd, like I, I'd love to go to Essen. It's one of those places that I'd love to go just to just to see where a lot of it came from. And there's yeah. so many good German publishers and designers over the years, you know, a lot of like Euro games, which is almost like an entire genre of games now about, you know, like small crunch decisions where it's almost like a victory point salad at the end. You know, like a lot of them came from Germany and the surrounding countries. Let's see. So yeah, like they, Germany's history in board games and like, especially in modern board gaming, they have a huge influence. So this is another reason why this has such a big impact on the industry as a whole. And why it's something that people always keep an eye on. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, this year, uh, Micro Macro Crime City ends up taking Game of the Year. Nice. Yeah, and it's like it's like this weird little co-op game. It's almost like a visual puzzle book style of like Where's Wally in a mystery game like Sherlock Holmes. And apparently, okay. it's like a really clever little game combining that sort of like detective work and puzzle solving with a group of friends, and then trying to find all the clues and navigate your way through it. 
Nice. Yeah, so I, I can't say I played it, unfortunately, but it is 100% on my list. And if it's at the Board Game Expo in two weeks, I will be forcing the guys on with to play it. Because oh, I am nice. desperate to try it. Yeah, yeah 100%. It's a, it's a winner of, um, what is it, Board Game of the Year? Yes, Builder Jaris. Yeah, so, so the yeah, German yeah. Board Game of the Year. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I don't really know much about board game, but I kind of want to play it. <laughs> <laughs> so, ask me, Dad. I was really like, oh, I'm pretty certain I'll be buying a couple of these games off this list. Yeah. So if you do get it, well, game's not at your place. Well, I say your place. We're all down here, so. <laughs> yeah, I know. It doesn't really work, does it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you know, if you want to get a cart to mine, or do I come down here? Yeah. It's fine. It's fine. But I need to pay for fuel next time. But <laughs> 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 uh, just a quick one as well. I don't want to go too into the second game, but the Kinnis of Dejaris, so the, like, the more uh, complex and strategic uh, game of the year, that went to Paleo, which is another co-op game as well. Yeah, what's it's all about? Good. A Stone Age survival game that challenges you to keep your early humans alive by exploring, gathering food, and crafting tools without being brutally murdered. You know. See, I like games like that. So it's, it's board games that have you just going around a board, arbitrarily just collecting money off people, like Monopoly, for example. They're, that's that's how I always thought of uh, board games until um, I went. So uh, our friend, uh, I think a mutual friend, Tony's, went to his, and he had all these board like campaign games that you'd spend like days having to play to get through. Was like those are the kind of games I like, and that's becoming more and more popular as well. Like board games have been around for a long time, mm. but like this year especially. I think about four or five of the six games nominated for both of these awards were co-op games. Nice. So, you know, yeah. like, you know, like it's just been getting better with finds. People have been finding better ways of doing it. I think as well, some people just want that collaboration as well, rather than it always being like the us versus them. Yeah, I'm very much a co-op. I prefer to be working with people to get something done rather than f- just battling each other to get something done and just basically taking people out, you know? And it depends what mood I'm in. Depends what mood I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <okay. laughs> no, to be fair, like I really want to play both these games. Like they both sound really good, and congrats to everyone involved in making them. Like you know, yeah. fantastic job. Yeah, well done. And as I mentioned, in Essen, I was actually going to smooth over to Expo season. So normally, well, considering last year the pandemic, a lot of these didn't happen. But once a year, there's a few massive board game expos around the world. Uh, you've got Gen Con, which is a big one in the US. You've got Essen, which is one of the biggest in the world in Germany. And then mm-hmm. you've got the UK Games Expo, which is coming up in two weeks. So it's going to be the 30th of July to the 1st of August in Birmingham's NEC. Oh, man, I'm so, so sorry. I'm just so excited that like things are opening and we can do things again. Oh, I know. I know. And these guys have had a bit of controversy recently. So like, luckily, by the time the other way of this have resolved a lot of the controversy, which... Now, as somebody planning to go, I'm glad they did resolve these issues because they were fair concerns. And of course, it's all about COVID restrictions and guidelines, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what with the government deciding to relax the restrictions even further, I'm not going to get political, whether it's a right or wrong decision. That's what the government decided to do. But they were originally just going to go with whatever the government advised, and a lot of people pushed back. You yeah. know, like saying, just, it's a very tactile hobby. You're going to have. They're only looking at about 50% attendance. And uh, in 2019, they had about 26,000 people there. So you're still looking at 13,000 people over three days, which is quite a lot yeah. of people. 
Mm-hmm. In a and to have place. no restrictions, no tests required, no vaccination records required, was just opening yourselves up to a huge, huge problem. You know, like, mm-hmm. like where's the confidence in all the stores, your designers, everyone who's going to be attending the event, your volunteers who go to these events. You know, there's no protection for anyone. It's, it almost felt a bit like, all right, whatever. And it's like, you can't do that because it's still too sensitive a topic. Yeah, and it's going to be like that for a couple of years. But, I mean, it's just nice to be able to, like, be able to go somewhere and there'll be other people there. Like the other day. So, for those that don't know, me and Chris met for the first time on Friday. We've been speaking for, what, a year? Yeah, <laughs> we, went, we went to a pub and we just sat down in a pub with people, like, other people around. It just I know they've been doing that for a while, but it's just weird. It's just nice to finally be able to, like, do stuff, you know? And we've been waiting, me, like us, our group specifically, we've been waiting to do an event that's been cancelled three times now. And it's going ahead in September. And this just gives me faith that it will actually happen. So I'm excited for this. Honestly, nice. this, is, this is how I see it as well. Like events starting to open up is a huge step forward. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice watching. I was watching a sporting event uh, last night, actually. And it's just nice seeing an audience, uh, like a, a crowd, you know. Like sporting events are nothing without an audience. Like a live o- audience in the crowd. Oh, agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah. yeah. No commentators, no cheering. It's just like, ah, I'm yeah. going to be playing people for sound off. <laughs> yeah, that's no. Uh, so, yeah, so I'm just glad everything's going back to normal. That's that's, that's all I'm going to say on COVID. Carry on, what would you say? Yeah, that's fair, that's fair, <laughs> that's fair. And that's why I'm, I'm glad these guys have they've heard the feedback and actually they've, you know, now masks going to be mandatory. You're going to have to have tests provided beforehand. Honestly, I'd rather just have to jump for a couple of hoops to feel a bit safe and a bit more secure yeah. rather than go in absolutely blind, hope for the best, go 18 months of lockdown to then get infected from this, you know. So, uh, I haven't got the time for that. I haven't got the time yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah. as long as uh, there's like precautions in place. Like, I've got my second jab coming up on, on Saturday, so that's that'll be done. Because a lot of places like you need to have both jabs done if you want to come here. So be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, I've got to wait till mid-August. I'm going to try and call them and see if I can push up. Yeah, that's uh, what I've got. That's what I want to do here. Because, <laughs> yeah, otherwise <laughs> you're going to have to baff around with tests and everything else. I've got to get the second jab done. Still wear a mask because I've gotten used to wearing one. I don't have any... Yeah, I probably will until I know that the numbers are proper down low as if almost non-existent. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And the last one on Expos, I will say, it's uh, you've also got Gen Con coming up September 16th to 19th, but these guys are going to be doing an online event as well as in person event. So, for people who actually hear us over the next couple of weeks, because we'll be talking a lot more about the expo both before and after, because it's just a huge event in the industry, it's a huge event in the hobby, especially in the UK. It's like, it's really, I'm really excited, man. I was like, it's my, it's my <laughs> annual holiday. Missing it last year was absolutely crushing. Yeah. Like me, Sam and Zach would go there every year and it would just be, it was like the worst lads holiday, using the word lads as it was meant to mean, but also simultaneously, the three of us being able to just sit there just playing new games, shopping away, just getting drunk and socialising with randoms about a really niche hobby. I loved it, mm-hmm. man. And missing it last year was was tough. Yeah. Yeah, I, I miss. I've, I've missed. Like, I've, I've, in case you haven't been able to tell, I've missed <laughs> these events for the past year. So <laughs> it's nice to be in you know, like Eurogame. I don't know. I haven't heard nothing about this year, but so excited to be able to go to like one of them again. Just be surrounded by people like me. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Find more people with nerdy hobbies. Exactly. Congregate. 
We're not uh, as rare of a breed as you think we are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so if people are interested and they really like listening about the uh, Board Game Expo and stuff like that, definitely check out GenCom with them doing an online event and it being US-based. It'll be a really good insight into actually how they run it as well and just being able to play a bunch of games online with people who want to teach you. So, yeah. Mm. Nice. So when they do it, are they going to do like any sort of crowd stuff or is it all just going to be show show and tell? Oh, what, for uh, the UKG? Yeah, so the online event that you were talking about. Because oh, a lot no. of, there's a lot of interaction no, online now. It will be crowd-based, interaction-based, and if we're going to use a UK Games Expo 2020 as the example, they end up using Discord for a lot yeah. of stuff. It's yeah, like, you know, say. like having cameras setting up, having someone on the other side essentially being Game Master where you're telling me what to do and how yeah, you want to take okay. a turn. That's exactly what I was expecting. I'm glad to hear it. Cool. Yeah, so like it was really fun last year. We just played 20 games between the three of us over two days last year. <laughs> nice. And if all goes well, I'll be playing a boatload of games in a couple of weeks. It's going to be a good... I'm um, assuming it's over. Is that just one day or over a certain amount of time? Uh, three days. Yeah, so it's... Uh, three days. Three days of fun. Exactly. Three days of it. I think this year, with a 50% attendance, they're expanding the initial hall. So I don't think you've been to any C4, Dan. But it's like oh, you've got like no. three or four different halls in the, like the main central hall. So this okay. year they're expanding the main central hall to make the flow better for when people are collecting the tickets. So that way it's not so much traffic. They're going to have all that one-way systems so extending all the hallways to be four metres wide. So it's like basically they're going to be losing like half your capacity as well for like booths and games and stuff like that. Yeah. So it is definitely going to be very surreal. I think it's not going to be as as I would expect. And that's no, like previous think, history. But I think yeah. they're going to do the best they can. Yeah, I, was gonna say, I don't know because of its half capacity as well, like people-wise. I mean, you might not even notice a difference. It depends on what booths you lose. Because part of it for the Expo is uh, you'd be wandering around aimlessly. And then we were saying about the junk sale in Whitstable. You know, you're just mm. wandering around from place to place and just having a nose. Yeah. You know, that's kind of part of the fun of the Expo. You just wander between aisles and it just, like, oh, that game looks cool. You know, oh, nobody's, nobody's playing it. All right. Yeah. Hey man, how you doing? Oh yeah, here's my Kickstarter coming out in two months, and you're like, let's just sit down and play on your prototype then, and just you get like loads of those sort of moments which you can't recreate shopping online, and even going to like a board game cafe, it's a lot of that interaction that it's just really hard to find. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's, that's why these events are good. So it's never hard to find. It's exactly. 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 Is there anything else you wanted to to add to the news? Oh, board game or any? <laughs> you can add some news. Bar these, mate. Bar these. Bring some news on. So, so uh, just to stick to the negative uh, atmosphere, I, 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 while I was looking for news for this, I came across FIFA 22 for Switch. Do not <sighs> buy it. It's, the late, it's another legacy edition. So it's basically last year's game with a lot of features stripped out. I don't, I'm not really a big fan of FIFA anyway, but this, the, the Switch version is just EA. Is it even EA? Yeah, EA, like, ripping people off. It is not worth your money. If you're going to play it, play it on one of the other systems. Because it's just going to be last year's game. You've probably played it already, so... <laughs> I think you're better off just playing for 22, buying on a better console. Yeah. Apparently they've done some work to the career stuff. I saw a lot of people talking about the new career stuff they're doing, and apparently, yeah, it's, apparently people are quite excited about it. Yeah. yeah, but then is it the, the career stuff from FIFA 21 on every other console in FIFA 22 on Switch? Because that's what the last year's one was, mm-hmm. is like two years worth previous on the Switch while, I, while everyone else is playing the current one. 
so yeah anyway I, I just needed i just wanted to voice my the do not buy fifa 22 on switch <laughs> i can't I needed disagree. to say it's, i needed a, i needed a platform to say it so here we are <laughs> it's fair i've given you a voice i'm allowing you to use it yeah and you're 100 percent right don't waste your money yeah. it's just not no. worth it yeah. as soon as i read it i was like what the hell is this don't do it it's just it's typical ea personally but i steam deck and play it on that yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't remember if you mentioned it um, in previous weeks, but uh, there's, I've just, I've, I came across a massive article about it. Netflix is gonna is doing, um, well, not yet, but they're working on bringing video games to their service. And they have um, Mike Verdu, who, if you don't know, was Facebook's vice president in charge of working with developers to bring games and other content to Oculus virtual reality headsets. So I'm quite interested in this because I am a Netflix subscriber and they've said that they're not going to increase their subscription prices or anything. So I'm in, I'm really interested to see how, one, it's going to work and two, what they have to offer. I've got a feeling it's going to be along the same lines as um, the Stadia or something like that. So yeah, I'm not too hyped, it sounds like a Stadia model. Yeah. yeah, but because they're not going to charge anything extra for it and I already subscribe, I'm quite excited to check out and see what they have to bring to the table, see how it's going to work. It'd be very interesting to see how that pans out. Do they say whether it's just not adding to the initial cost, or do they say that games won't? Have uh, a it, cost? it says it, it says they currently don't have any plans to increase the prices of their subscription models. So I think they're just going to include it with. But it reads to me like they're going to include it with the current subscription packages. That would be the make or break. If it's yeah. free games as part of Netflix subscription, great. If it's you have access to these games, but you actually have to pay to, to play certain ones. That's mm. where the models going to start falling apart quite quickly. So, yeah, so that was just something I was really interested to read. I want to know so, more about it. I want to know about it. Yeah, yeah. apparently they, they want us to bring it by the end of 2021. So it could be something we will be seeing later this year. And hopefully we'll get more news over the coming months. Yeah, nice on putting the radar. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just quickly scrolling through it now. But yeah, there's not much information otherwise outside of the vice president Facebook dude working on the project with Netflix and there no plans to increase prices. Yeah. I'll, the move make it easier for Netflix. Just, oh, yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. So in, in coming years, they may increase prices, but this, but by providing games, it will justify the price increases in coming years. So they potentially in the long term, if it works, they might increase prices, but no immediate plans to increase prices. The one downside of this, if I can say so, mm-hmm. It's like, no. I'm already starting to see the downside in having five or six streaming platforms where everyone's moved away from you know, having consolidated packages to getting what they want. Yeah. Does this then start forcing games to get more narrow in what streaming services they're on? And do you then need to then start getting like three or four different game streaming platforms to be able to play the games you want to play? Yeah, this is the thing. So you get the, um... Yeah, because it's going to be license-based. Yeah, so... exactly. They're going to need to get the licenses so I can't yeah. see because it's going to be like Stadia isn't it where they have like a few and they'll use them as like the big sellers like Destiny for example yeah but Stadia you had to pay for them and then you had the premium yeah. pack allowed you get occasional games for free so that's the what thing was Stadia that? would still cost to purchase those games you didn't just get them for free if Netflix is going to be offering games for free then that sounds amazing but it's, it's the interest. But that sounds too good, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah. If it's, are they going to release a controller? Because, you know, Netflix is on a lot of um, 
a lot of devices like it's on mobile with it with they put all the games work on mobile you can get it on your xbox you can use the controller to play the games on there you've got, obviously got pc keyboard and mouse you can plug in a controller i'm all this stuff i'm interested in i'll definitely be using it and seeing how it plays very interested also it's quite interesting actually, one of the uh, articles i was just checking while we we're chatting about it was saying there's still some restrictions with apple that even companies like google amazon and microsoft have struggled with when it comes to the app store hmm. So that means if they get the same problem, then Apple TVs are just going to be completely devoid of all of these game services. Yeah. Fucking Apple. We, <sighs> hate, we hate Nintendo a lot here, but fucking Apple. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Apple's up there with Nintendo. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to bring my own level of hate right now. <laughs> uh, right. Well, I think that's going to do it for the news, isn't it? I think so. I think so. I didn't come across much else interesting. It's quite a, a bit of a low at the moment, but some some good stuff coming up. So Dan, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give to you first. So, what games have you been playing, man? What's going What's going on in the world, Dan? Anything you want to talk about? Uh, <laughs> you sound like you've told me something that I should be talking about, and I can't remember what it is. But I will talk <laughs> about what I've been playing recently. Okay, here we go. So. My, <laughs> the, the same game I've been playing since last August, and it's probably not going to be a surprise to anyone. On a daily basis, I, I still play Final Fantasy fourteen. I don't know if anyone out there's heard, but there's a, a World of Warcraft guy who started playing Final Fantasy fourteen. He's quite big, Gold. He gets like 200,000 viewers on Twitch. He's come over. And now all the servers keep breaking down and stuff. Like even tonight, I signed on just before we started doing this, just to do some stuff while I was waiting. And it took a good half an hour to queue to come in. And when I get in here, my entire FC, which is like a guild, they're all moaning about how long it's taken to log in. And even now I'm reading it now. They're just like, wow, that was a long queue. And people are, uh, someone's just pointed going, Asmund, the Sprout bringer. So those that don't know, Sprouts in Final Fantasy fourteen are new people. And yeah, basically everyone's just like, too many people, servers crashing. But it's really exciting time because I'm glad it's getting more popular. But at the same time, they're breaking it. <laughs> <laughs> they're killing it, man. They're yeah. killing it. As long as they get it sorted when Endwalker comes out in November, then I'm happy for all the new people coming in. Do we know what so the that- numbers are like since it's influx? I think they're already over like 14 million subscribers, weren't they? Yeah. I so I'm not, on current subscribers or whether it's sure, adapted. I'm not sure on specific numbers for subscribers, but what I do know is that there was a day last week that you were not, they wouldn't allow anyone to create new characters. Uh, they didn't allow free trial people to log in because the queues were so bad. Oh, Wow. Yeah, and uh, since Asmund's Gold's been playing it, like the, everyone's blaming him basically. <laughs> Which, to be fair, since he's been playing it, this has been all this has happened since he's been playing it. But I'm happy; he, he's really entertaining to watch. Well. So those that don't, Asmund Gold on Twitch, he's really fun to watch. But um, but yeah, so yeah, so I'm still having fun on that, and they just keep bringing more stuff out. And they got Endwalker at the end of the year, so there's no sign of ending soon. Outside of that, I mean, I've had a busy weekend, as you know. It's been my birthday, so I haven't really been playing any games, unfortunately. No, that's fair enough, man. That's fair enough. I'm not surprised you're still playing 14. Honestly, if it wasn't for the fact that it's one of those games that absorbed your life, I'd I can confirm. Play. Yeah, 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 I, I can confirm. Okay, like, I literally, I'm at work these days, or, or I'm like, trying to play. It's like, okay, I finish work at this time, so I could do Final Fantasy 14 here. I can get that done, and I can get this done, and I can go and do something else. Now I come back, and then we finish. I can do this. <laughs> and you're like, when can I stream in between this? It's like, can yeah. I come up on the Fantasy 14 couple, stream? Yeah, this is it. a couple of times that's teaser. happened, and I've literally just been like. I just, I just gone. Screw! I'm just going to stream this. <laughs> and luckily, it's been quite a few people that are interested. So, mm. so it's not all bad. But yeah, so that, that that's pretty much been me. Uh, 
past week. Coming up though, uh, on the twenty eighth, we've got the ascent. Like the uh, um, E3 games are starting to come out, so there'll be plenty of those to play throughout the month of August. So this conversation could be a little bit different next month. Oh, exactly. It's a bit of a joy, I suppose, for new games. There's not, uh, yeah. there's not too much that's been catching my eye, really. It's not really been much. I've been, especially in the video game world, board game world, it's been really nice being to see people again. So you mm. get to kind of scratch that itch. But video game-wise, yeah. there's just not so much going on at the moment, is there? No. Not at all. No, you, you still haven't got Rune Terror, though. So, you know, at least you managed to avoid one uh, complete time trap and just focus <laughs> on a different time trap. I can see the, the icons on my desktop. I'm like, shall I click on that? But Final Fantasy XIV icon's right above it. <laughs> and I don't know what it is. Some sort of magnetic force just pulls my, my mouse up. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's going to get to the point. Uh, do you ever read and watch Freddy Player One? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, he has to start bloody getting himself a treadmill and stuff. And it's like, well, yeah. if I can't do these hours exercise before I get on this game, I'm not allowed to play it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy that I have a job that requires me to be on my feet. Because <laughs> if, if I didn't, I would definitely be one of those, you know, shit bucket behind my chair kind of people. <laughs> <laughs> like Cartman from South Park. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, well, thank you very much for that delightful image. Yeah, you are welcome. <laughs> you met your person. Like, oh, that's too much. That's too much visual now. Like, I don't need that. <laughs> uh, uh, well, I was going to touch uh, on a game that yeah, we played you, together. Man, you? I was going to touch on a game that we played together. Uh, I don't know whether drunk Dan remembers playing it or not. But a game of blockers that we played on Friday night. Oh, is that the one of the colourful, colourful like blocks? Yes, oh, that's that how was I a, remember it. <laughs> that was a weird little hyper-competitive game that basically just looks like putting down Tetris pieces onto a gridded board. That yeah. all of a sudden gets incredibly cutthroat and competitive when you realise that you are running out of space quite quickly. Yeah. So for, the, for those of you that need to know, I do remember this. Uh, how how out of touch with board games I am. As I was taking a turn, everyone on the table with each turn it, not all the time would be like don't do that <laughs> <laughs> well, why though why <laughs> no. so, yeah, this is what I, like. I like having things explained to me so it was, i like the experience now next time i play it i'll be like i got it this time yeah the guys you're playing with would be really nice to you to be fair yeah, yeah like, <laughs> I felt like that. I felt like that. <laughs> I, I think watching you make such bad plays really just really just hurt them as people. Let's, when they're like, we let's, can't let this happen. <laughs> let's not dodge the fact that I was very, <laughs> very alcohol infused. <laughs> let's split politely. Yes. I made uh, the mistake uh, of uh, putting our table number on Facebook, and we got a lot of shots sent to us. <laughs> I mean, I really appreciative of all those shots. But yeah. Yeah, when you have drunk the same drink twice in a row after seven drinks, it starts getting a little bit. Mm-hmm. A little bit much, man. A little bit much. <laughs> but luckily, the cocktails were appreciated as well. <laughs> luckily for me and board games, no matter how fucked I am when I'm playing them, I still remember an explicit detail. <laughs> I do remember somehow winning the first one, even though I don't think I deserve to win. Very sad. Now, just everyone was drunk and I just lucked out. But for for the people at home who haven't played this before, haven't seen it before, it's essentially a small grid in front of you. It's a very tight grid, so and everybody starts in one corner of the board. And you've all got the exact same pieces. And each piece is like a translucent colour and they come in different shapes and sizes. So they're like Tetramino sort of sizes. So you have like a little one one block, you have a two block side by side, and you have a three block where it's like a little triangle or three where it's a line, and it goes out to five. And the aim of the game is to get 
as many of those pieces on the board. And at the end of the game, any ones that are left in front of you when you've not been able to place, that is then how many points you get. And the way you would play it, it's you would place one on the board, and next time you lay one, it can't touch your existing piece. It has to be at least one diagonal away from the existing piece. So, you know, if you were to put like a four square, for example, in your corner, then the next one would then have to be diagonally away from the corner of that four square, and so on and so forth. But everybody's doing the exact same thing. So the table gets very cluttered very quickly. And all of a sudden, your four, five, turn plan of where you're going to keep laying your things has been absolutely butchered by somebody else who's just come in and blocked off all your options. Yeah, it's one of those games where forward thinking doesn't always, that rarely works out. <laughs> no, you have to have like multiple escape routes. And that's the thing I think what the guys are trying to help you with. Is, yeah, I definitely didn't do that. <laughs> uh, why would you know? You've never played it before. Yeah, it's like, it's, yeah. uh, and this is the thing with a lot of board games, is it? it's trial it's trial by fire. You, mm-hmm. you learn the rules to your best ability, you play the game, and then you just have to try and learn as much as you can because... You're playing, especially when it's somebody else's game, and they've played it multiple times beforehand. And you're like, okay, okay, they're just gonna, they're just gonna crush my soul and spirit as they've played all these fantastic moves, and I'm just playing suboptimal plays. Yeah, and on the bright side, I don't think I came last, so I didn't do too bad with everyone's did. help. <laughs> I don't think you did. Ah, you take it. You take it. <laughs> yeah. Oh. But yeah, it's such an interesting game. Like, I really like. Like I, I like a lot of games that like play interaction. Like I know that's who I am, and I like those sort of games where you can kind of choose to be obnoxious, but also you can choose to just do your own thing. And like, I felt in that game, it's like it doesn't reward you too much for one way or another. Like sometimes the best play is to be a bit obnoxious, but other times the best play is to kind of give yourself like an escape route. Yeah. And it's all about just still being able to go. Like as long as you can keep playing them, and you keep playing them, you're good. And you start getting some really like clever little plays later on in the game when the board's so full. And you've just realised that actually you've got this perfect piece that can slot in between two or three other people's turns and just slots in perfectly up there. There's nothing they can do to stop you because, again, you can't touch your own pieces. So you're always having to expand. You're always having to extend like some sort of like ugly, decrepit snake from a Nokia 3210. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah, I had, I had a really good time with it. Yeah. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. I mean, like you said, <laughs> I was very alcohol infused, but from what I remember, yeah, it was good fun, and I look forward to playing it maybe a little bit soberer next time, so I can actually make some not so stupid moves. Nah, nah that's, gonna be <laughs> that's the best way time. to play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll play it more sober. So come, come on, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Sit down at the table. Six shots present themselves before you. <laughs> what do you do? <laughs> well, it looks like it's someone's birthday, so <laughs> go. <ahead. laughs> Uh, no, but other than that, yeah, and I've uh, played a couple of little card games. Spoke about them before on here, so I'm not going to go too much in depth. You know, so don't want to keep repeating the same board games. But should we talk about It Takes Two while we've got the two of us? Talk about what? Should we talk about It Takes Two while we've got oh, the two of us? It Takes Two, yes, yes. We are the two. <laughs> exactly, we are the two. You know, like you said, like, I said about putting content on the. YouTube and they never did. I'm like, ah, I think she's probably just talking about it on here. Uh, you, st- you still have them. I mean, we've just been so busy. We haven't finished it yet, guys. <laughs> exactly. That's the thing, isn't it? We haven't even, oh, I kind of still want to finish it. Oh, yeah. Well, 100% going to finish it. But like, so it takes two people who haven't seen this at home. It's actually a game by EA and it's a fully co-op game. So the whole game is meant to be played two player. Either a couch co-op or playing online. 
and like the way they've really lent into this as well, it's when you buy the game as a digital copy, you get a friend code for free that you can give to any friend and they can now download and play the game for free with you. Which really surprises me for EA, by the way. Honestly, it's so generous. It's like, Mm -hmm. I I think it's because they knew, like it was a 35 quid game brand new when it came out back in April, May. Yeah. By the time you do that, it works out as £17.50 game to get two people to buy a 10 hour adventure. Such a good deal. And it's a really good game as well. It's a really good little game. They just keep throwing new things at us. Like there's uh, sh- sh- spoilers. I mean, it's quite. Is it how old is the game? Now? Should we? T- should we don't talk do about too the many game? spoilers? I think as long as you don't touch on story spoilers. Okay, I'll talk about mechanics spoilers that's actually, or things yeah. that get added in. Because like the way they add mechanics is a big way you're going with this, and it yeah. was incredibly intelligent. Yeah, yeah. And as the game goes on, you just keep getting. It just keeps getting. Sometimes I take abilities away and give you new ones, so it's constantly changing, and you have to be kept on your feet. And I'm really surprised because we've been playing it for a while, haven't we? We've got quite a few. I'd say maybe twelve hours of game time. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably between like eight and twelve, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yet, there's like you, that's we're at a section where you need to collect like four, four like items, and we've only. I thought we were getting quite close to the end, but no, we've got one item. There's still another four to go. <laughs> <laughs> another three to go sorry so I've, I've got a feeling there's a lot more games still to go so yeah it's one, it's one of those you don't you, when you start it you start like okay let's see what this is all about and as you keep going it's like I need more I need more and if we weren't uh, so busy we'd have had it done by now <laughs> exactly exactly and look, I think it's just really interesting watching how each level panned out it's like you have like a set of levels and there's all like platform levels isn't it where the two the puzzles range in difficulty some of the puzzles are so obnoxiously easy and some of them yeah. it's like actually we need to coordinate. Literally, we need to coordinate together. Similar to Overcooked, it's like we have to be perfectly synchronous to each other to d- achieve this puzzle. Uh-huh. Like, it just starts adding in more and more like mechanics. Like you get like some base shoot mechanics, and that's like okay, you know, you expect to have some shoot mechanics. And then, like you, at one point had the nail, and I had the hammer. So oh, yeah. I end up yeah. having to be able to use the hammer from your nails to be able to swing across ledges and obstacles. Well, of course, you've basically got now that you can throw into different locations and pull it back to you, like the blue guy from Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, we definitely had some fun with that. Oh, <laughs> as, as you jump off, team kills. Now back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, the amount of griefing you can do in that game as well. Yeah, because you are so <laughs> totally dependent on the other person to be able to complete the puzzles. But every now and then, you're like, ah, yeah, you're going to get TK. There's nothing you can do about it. So, yeah. <laughs> like it was really clever like and it, that whole nail hammer mechanic by the time you start getting a bit bored of it and you start getting a bit tired of it it'll just completely change level design completely change the next group of levels and completely change what mechanics your two characters have for those group of levels and yeah. I thought that was a really clever way of keeping the game feeling fresh and yeah. keeping the puzzles kind of interesting as well and like that was one of the things I really did like about that game and how it chose to tell the story the story's a little bit bleak I don't want to get too into the weeds in the story, but the story's oh, yeah. surprisingly bleak for a game yeah. about a clay person and a wood person, which are both children's toys that come to life. It has some very dark storytelling in that game mixed in with some really good sense of humour. And, I mean, if they added in a little bit of blood, it would be a very, very graphic game. <laughs> very graphic. Well, there's no consequence for dying as well. I think that's one thing I really liked about it being like a true... It is a true co-op game. Like, yeah. There's a lot of games that can be played co-op, and it makes them better or worse. But this one is a true co-op game. There isn't an option to play it by yourself. So mm-hmm. having it where there isn't any punishment for dying outside of repeating the puzzle, I thought was a really clever touch. It's like, especially if you're playing it with like a kid or playing it with your like, significant other, 
You know, yeah. it's a good way of being able to get them involved in the game where it's not that level of like pressure or stress, but you'd get in like a call of duty or if you'd get in yeah, like exactly. a lot of games these days. Exactly. Yeah. It's a good it's a good level of um sort of giving you puzzles that you have to think about, but also not so much so that you have to throw the controller out of the window when you can't get it done. <laughs> so it really, it's good it's got a good balance of um puzzle and action and you know, all of that. So yeah, I think I think it's something anyone can play of anyone. Like you said, like a, a like a parent can play it of a child, two friends, no matter what age. You know, a grand a grandma can play it of a grandson. You know, it's one of those. Anyone can pick it up, but it does have its moments. And that's what I mean. And that's what I like about it. And like, there's no collectibles either, so the game's not trying to shoehorn additional life into it. Like when yeah. we've been playing it for like eight to twelve hours, that has been eight to twelve hours of gameplay. Not us faffing around with finding random collectibles or I mean, like there any was one section. fluff padding. Well, we had to repeat a section, yeah, because the stream died. But Yeah, and also the one, I can't remember, but there's like fireworks and we just didn't have a clue what we were doing. It turned out there was just one switch somewhere that we had to pull. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that game does make you feel stupid when you can't yeah. solve the puzzle. Yeah. <laughs> oh. mm. No, but I, like for people who might have missed it earlier this year and kind of wanting to play a game with a partner and there's a uh, bit of a dry spell, I think I think it's one to keep an eye out on, actually. Yeah, especially oh. cheap, cheerful. Anyone can play it. Definitely. Exactly. Highly recommend. I'm pretty sure it's on all the consoles, you know. It's everywhere. It's on all I'm pretty sure it's cross-play as well, so it doesn't matter what console you have. Go crazy. La, 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 la. Just lose it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'll keep throwing those dated references in there. Why not? Yeah. Eminem's still a thing, isn't he? I mean, it's probably still a thing, but... <laughs> Maybe in the early 2000s, Eminem. Yeah. Yeah, like, uh... <laughs> right, but I think, unless you've got anything else to add, I think we might be getting to the end. That is it. I think, as it's not for any much else I can think about. Oh, the... Uh... Because it was mentioned a couple of weeks ago when I was last on the Resident Evil um, Netflix series, mediocre. It's oh, so mediocre, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, it's like, uh, we're now in for our standard TV minute. <laughs> yeah, no, that I Resident mean, Evil series was so mediocre, yeah. man. I mean, I'm known as a Resident, the Resident Evil guy, and even I am just like, yeah, it's not, it's nothing stellar. Like you can live without it; it's not necessary. It's four episodes long. Which, mm-hmm. surprised yeah, which surprised me. me. Yeah, same. And they're only mm-hmm. like 28 minutes each as well. I was expecting like 45 minute, 10 episodes or something like that. But no. It's basically a movie split into four episodes, which... Oh, 100%. I it feels like it as well. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? It did feel like it. It reminded yeah, me a lot of like the... Do you remember the Dead Space movies back from like the late 2008, like 2009? I do, yeah. It reminded me a lot of those, but not as good. It's like, I felt like the voice acting was pretty good. Well, I will say like the voice actors who did Claire and Leo and I felt did quite a good job yeah. with the script they were given. Uh-huh. But I don't see what it was trying to do or say. Yeah. Uh, I don't think the side characters had any like merit or worth either. I don't know. I don't know. It's like, it, it was so short, but split across episodes. Yeah. Like, I lost interest in right. the episode gaps and it's like yeah. that actually made it harder for me to stay engaged when i got to like episode three yeah exactly i'm currently halfway through episode three i haven't even watched it all yet that's why that's what i mean like as the resident evil guy you'd think i'll smash it all on the first day but no halfway through episode three and i don't i've just no interest in it it's, it's all fallen off but it's like you were saying about the voice acting yeah that's good but the animation i i don't know if you paid much attention to it but it is stiff 
like Resident Evil 8 Village, that had better animation than an animated program that they made did. Yeah. This has been yeah. a really negative episode. <laughs> it's, a weird, it's a weird one. It's set after Resident Evil 4. So it's set after the events of... So I spoiled all that Resident Evil 4 here. It's set after yeah. the events of where Leon saves the president's daughter. So it's kind of, it's like his job after he saved a daughter and it's, yeah, I, I don't know. Like, I really, I really wanted to like it. I really tried. And I watched the whole thing because of, it's, it was like 80 minutes long. I just didn't sing. Yeah. Uh, this is the thing, like you were saying, it's just the whole movie. You cut out the, the introduction and the end credits and all that stuff and just, just put it all together. It probably would play out like a movie. It would probably fit perfectly. They should have just released it as a movie, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they should have done. Mm. I think it's worse than so a lot of the Resident Evil films. Like, like you know, like the uh, the non-canon ones, the yeah. what the live-action ones or the yeah, like the Mila Djokovic ones. Yeah, yeah some yeah, of the yeah. Djokovic ones, they're, they're stupid as hell. But yeah, some of them actually weren't bad. But this no, one just so it was just so mediocre that I wouldn't say it was bad, but I couldn't call it good. It was just yeah. If those films didn't have the Resident Evil title on them, they'd be so much better. But it's just trying to get me to believe on a law that I've been invested in since I was like ten years old. And know that that the stuff they're doing is completely our BS. <laughs> so I just I could not get even when they introduce characters from the films and uh, from the games into the films. I was just like, yeah, that's not what Claire would do. Yeah, that's not what Chris would do. Yeah, that's not what Wesker would act like. To be actually, their Wesker was actually pretty good. Pretty much, you really have to like separate yourself when you're watching those films. So. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the first one. I love I love the first one, like especially um, like how everyone says it, like the laser corridors section. When that, when that bit went off, I mean, remember, at that time, I was probably about 15 years old, so I was just like, oh, my God, he just got sliced into cubes. It's just so cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And I think, was it Resident Evil 4, where they actually had that in the game, where you have to do the quick time yeah. event to be able to yeah, dodge was, the yeah. lasers coming in, <laughs> and he somehow managed to run up a wall completely vertical. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. It's like, yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah, Leon's cool, man. That's the thing, isn't it? Like, with the show, like, Leon is such a cool character. Like, every time you see him in the Resident Evil games, like, well, uh, 2 and 4, he was such a really cool character. You know, he was really likeable. He was really, he was really charming, even considering, like, some of the way that the sound was done back in those days in the voice direction. Yeah. So whenever you see him in other, other shows and other mediums, I always just find he's just not the Leon that I like. And I think that's sometimes what's hard to see him in other stuff. Yeah, yeah, they've definitely, well, I don't know, since since two, like two and four, like you said, it was really good. But in six, I don't know, it's something kind of had good, to be fair, in six, Leon's campaign was my favourite of the three. Like it was, they should have just had more Leon stuff and then just dropped the others for six. Completely removed the Chris stuff. Yeah. yeah. Completely removed the Chris stuff, yeah. Uh-huh. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're really good characters. That's the thing. Like the, the original four, Claire, Leon, Chris, and Jill. Like, they need to do more stuff with Jill, actually, thinking about it. She hasn't been around for a while. But, nah, she kind of just got relegated to being Stars Bay. And then that yeah. was uh, the last yeah. pretty remember of remake, her. That was a remake. I want to see her. She was in five now. as well. She's in five as well. Yeah, but like, that was Wesker's little bitch. She was a hard, she was hard to fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's that was one of the toughest bits of the game. That converted her and made her evil. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know that really long fight where you're trying to yank it out of a chest? Yeah. You can shoot it, but you have to be careful. Because <laughs> that's how I normally do. I just like, because it's a lot quicker if you manage to get your shots on. But I also kill her a lot. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you could shoot it. I did it the old-fashioned yeah. way. One person was distracting Wesker, and he'd be walking yeah. around the corridors being like, 
Come yeah, here, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're here. And it's like one of them's grabbed Jill by the back. It's like, come on. Like, easy Shevers holding Jill Valentine. It's like, we've got this. Come on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you see, on the topic of Netflix, did you see they have released three films back to back? Fear Street. No. Have they? Yeah, they released oh, a trilogy of films these. called Fear Street, yeah. where they released yeah. them one after the other over three weeks. Ah, are they coming out now? I, I have heard uh, about this. All, yeah. all of you out. Well, I actually all three the of first, them. I actually watched the first one. Uh, was it Fear Street in 1994? I believe was the first one. Yeah. Uh, it's my cup of tea, man. It's my cup of tea. It was like, it felt like Scream meets uh, Stranger Things. That might be my like, time viewing tonight. <laughs> I did not expect the film to go the way it did in some places. But it's definitely like a horror, horror comedy. Like there's moments in that film which is like, it's very macabre. And yeah. it kind of takes a lot of humour in being macabre. So, like, for people who aren't that good at that sort of stuff, yeah. just be a little bit warned. But I actually had a really good time in that film, man. I'm really excited to watch the other two now, because apparently it is a, essentially a series mixed what, into what? three films. What's yeah. the first one called? And, uh, Fear Street, 1994. Fear Street, okay, cool. That is on the list. Super macabre, mate, super macabre. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that made me so mad. It's just like, ah, oh, I shouldn't have enjoyed that as much as I did. Also, that was just absolutely great. Like, even some of the decisions they've made around like the music choices. Uh, what I will say is, the music is on nose, and right. it's deliberately on the nose. But I remember the first two songs they played. Both songs are like this. Is, <laughs> you know the whole point is, of is like it era, film. It's like, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, okay, cool. There's there's a part where like the film's called Fear Street. It starts playing Fear of the Dark by Iron Maiden at one point. And you're sitting there like, this is, this is a bit on the nose, isn't it? <laughs> and it's a bit like, one of the characters is feeling a bit bad about themselves. And she starts playing Creep by, uh, what are they called? Uh, oh, what's that? Radiohead. Creep by Radiohead. And starts playing Creep. And nice. it's like little things like that where the music is so on the nose. Actually, I found it hilarious. There's not even trying to be subtle about it. It was just like banging <laughs> you over the head with it. <laughs> uh, so like, I enjoyed that directorial take. Yeah. Awesome. I can't wait to check it out. Yeah, so there's our, there's our standard Netflix hour or our standard TV hour. <laughs> there's been a lot of Netflix in here today. Netflix. Net- Netflix? Yeah, something like that. They know what we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that is going to do it for us today. So, Dan, where can, the, where can the good people find you if they want to hear and see more of you? You can find me over on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash chartang. Nice and easy. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. And for people who are we... sorry. sorry, 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 sorry to interrupt. Where we where we sometimes stream our Thursday night community nights and you should join in because <laughs> we oh, love having people there. Shameless plug. Can we, are we going to yeah. do a shameless plug? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a yeah, shameless do it, plug. Man. Do it while you've got control. It's your chance. <laughs> exactly. So, ha-ha. Sam, unlucky. Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> so, for regulars of the show, they might have recalled that we used to have like a Thursday Night Among Us session. And just through just naturally Among Us, just getting a bit dated, went for more content, and just the community of people we managed to get together via Discord. Uh, we've now just got like a Thursday night session that rotates games. You know, we did some chat box, which you streamed, and I believe is on your VODs at the moment now on Twitch, uh-huh. isn't it, Dan? Yeah. Yeah, we uh, had a brilliant laugh. Mummy Seeking, no, Monster Seeking Monster Man, that, that game. I recommend checking it out just for that section. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was going to say, that is the one to watch. If you want to watch a bunch of guys being forced to do a 
dating simulator game where they're monsters trying to trick other monsters into dating them. Just go watch it. It's absolutely <laughs> out there. It's absolutely out there. The game from Jackbox is wild in its own right. But then we had like a couple of randoms from Twitch who joined in as well. It's the whole thing was so surreal. I really would recommend people just go watch that. Just yeah. just for like 10 minutes of like, why is this even a game? What is wrong with you? <laughs> Uh, but we end up rotating all sorts of games these days. So shameless yeah. plug. It's if not people want to get involved, anything. yeah. If people want to get involved, honestly, send us an invite, send us a message. Always happy to get people on the Discord. Every Thursday night, we'll be playing various games from board games like Code Names. We've been playing. Oh, we're playing, playing. We play some Gartic Phone. We moved over to some Jackbox games. We back to Among Us for a smidge. So we're just kind of just bouncing around, playing whatever we want. Yeah. yeah, we had a good session of uh, Cards Against Humanity the other day. That that's always a winner in my books. <laughs> Sam hates that game so much. Yeah. I'm not the biggest fan either, but yeah, I, I can I can separate myself from it when I'm enjoying yeah. my time with friends. In, yeah. in moderation, it's okay. I, if I was playing it quite regularly, because I'd play it this maybe once a year or less. So yeah, it's always funny, especially when you play it with a different group. When you play it with different groups of people and people that have never played it before, it's always good to see their reactions. I like the dynamic of the group we played it with. That's the one thing I will say. There was a lot of different heads yeah. in that room. There's a lot of different personalities. Mm-hmm. I thought that was actually a really nice touch. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a game where you can see deeper into someone's psyche. <laughs> yeah, and I still chose to meet up with you for a drink, even after I saw into oh, yeah, your psyche. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, not all that bad. We even spent the night together, not in the same room, but yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, honestly, if people want to get more involved, you know how to hit us up. But just in case you don't know where to hit us up, you can find us at downtime underscore gaming on Instagram. Same again on Twitter. Search downtime gaming on YouTube. We've got our own website and everything. Downtimegaming.co.uk. You can email us because some team, you know, some people might want to send an email. I mean, I'm, I'm old fashioned. I love a good email. People still do that. Send me a letter as well. I don't give a. I don't give a damn. Yeah. Stamp the dressed envelope to you. <laughs> I'm not going to dox myself just yet, but if I do this for a couple more weeks, I might do by accident. <laughs> Send an email over to contact at downtimegaming.co.uk, and I think that's going to do it. So, Dan, thank you very much for joining, and everyone listening at home, thank you very, very much for listening. On to year number two. Yeah, first episode of year two. Whoop, whoop, whoop. <laughs> Did you say it's been a pleasure, Dan? Yeah. It has been a pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, take it easy. Bye. Bye. Bye.